welcome to this week's episode of the Camogie Report podcast brought to you by Tipperary Camogie TV, Tipperary Camogie's official YouTube channel. And we've loads to cover this week, um, so we'll get right into it. And I just want to welcome Thomas Conway, sports journalist with Nina Gargin and Siobhan O'Neill, who are joining us to preview the big game this weekend. On Saturday, we have the FBD Insurance Senior County Final between Drummond Inch and Clonty Rossmore. Thomas, Siobhan, you're both very welcome to the show. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks for having me on. Uh, before we chat to you, um, we're just going to play some clips from uh, the recent FBD Insurance Senior Final Preview. Uh, long, it was held in the beautiful Rock of Cashel. And Tipperary PRO, Philly Ryan spoke for both captains, Clonty's Core Hennessy and Drummond Inch from McGrath, and both managers, Kieran Hammersley from Clonty and Pat Ryan from Drummond Inch. I have with me Cora Hennessy, Clonty captain, and I'm going to fire a few questions. Very welcome, Cora. Thanks, Philly. Uh, this time last year, you were preparing for to play drum in the final. Are things different this time of year, this time round, or how does it feel? Well, probably, I suppose, a year has gone by, so that's going to bring experience in itself, you know, and you only can only learn from what went on last year. We analysed that game, we analysed different games this year, probably more so, probably concentrated on things that we weren't doing so well throughout the year and last year and just kind of developed from there, you know. Right, you seem to have really regrouped uh, since the group stages. You had some defeats mm. to, to Drummond and Accarty, but you've really improved in the last couple of games. You had fantastic wins in the quarter-final and semi-final. Has that changed between the group stages and now? Yeah, well, that's group games. They kind of can take a lot of themselves. You can kind of sometimes play within yourself, maybe. So, yeah, we won some, we lost some, but, you know, we just, again, as I said, we just kind of analysed every game, worked on the feedback, and we took something from every game, whether we won it, we lost or whatever. We took something from all those games. But then when it came to the crunch games, you know, you know, it was in the tank then to get over the line, and that's what's most important, isn't sure it? Sure was, yeah. And do you consider, uh, what do you consider Drum's main strengths? I suppose they have a lot of them, haven't they? They have, they have <laughs> of course they have, and they're not county champions by chance, you know. They've hurlers all over the field, they can, they can hurl, you know, all over the field, and they've got good leaders all over the field too. But so have we, you know, and we've got people, younger people, who've really stepped up this year, and we're really looking forward to it. Great. Have you any little injury worries coming into the match, and how's preparations going over the last fortnight? Yeah, preparations are really good. Um, just come from training there at half nine this morning, there was 30 people there, togged out, ready to go. Um, no injury concerns that I can think of anyway, so everyone's really looking forward to it. Commitment is huge, you know, massive sacrifice has been made. We have a massive panel there. Having the junior and senior team this year has been huge for us. It's I think great. it's probably one of the team, factors, yeah. yeah. Got to last weekend, yeah. Yeah, just big focus on intensity of training, and I think that's probably one of the factors that has helped us this year. We have FBD on board this mm. year for all our adult uh, competitions, uh, for minor and adult. Do you think it's added to the competition? Yeah, I, I do actually. I just think there's been great noise created about Camogie this year. It's everywhere. Everyone's talking about it, young people and older people. And the promotion of the game, I think, has really stepped up this year. And I think that's really important. Thanks a million, Cora. Yeah. Thank you. We have with me now Aoife McGrath, uh, captain of Drum Senior Camogie, captain of TIP as well. Uh, so uh, we're looking forward to our senior final, Drum against Tilnoti, Saturday, November 20th. Uh, you're welcome, Aoife. Thanks, Philly. Uh, you know Tilnoti so well after playing them. Uh, a couple of times, uh, you play along some of their, uh, some of the Clonty players with tip. Does this make it easier or harder? Yeah, look, they, we played against them a good few times over the last couple of years. Um, they're really good players. We know that from, I suppose, the county set as well, like Emer Luquin, Cote Van. Um, you know, super players, but like they've other ones, Core Hennessy, um, Courtney Ryan, Emer Burke, loads of players all over the field, like that are top quality. And look, we know that they'll pose a serious challenge for us. 
Uh, you're going for three in a row. Is there a great bond in the in the in the drum camp at the moment? Uh, and 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 also, are you excited about the three in a row? Um, yeah, look, I suppose it's nothing we've thought about too much. Like, um, you know, every year you start out at the start of the year and you want to win a county final. Like, that's the aim. Um, winning a couple in a row is obviously nice, but it's it you don't really think about it too much. I suppose. Look, we've lost a lot down through the years too so to finally be winning a few is really nice but look we haven't really thought about the three in a row a whole pile no and it's a huge honour to be captain of a, of a club team going into a final and does this bring any extra pressure any extra jobs um look it's an absolute honour for me to to go out and, and captain the girls like um they're a super bunch and and look i suppose yeah you want to perform but at the end of the day we 15 leaders on the field and more coming off the bench and that's the most important thing it's not about one person, it's about the, the collective team and the panel. Um, so, so not really, no, I suppose, just, I suppose the pressure, yeah, you want to perform, but like, we know that we've 15 on the field that are going to do a job on the day. Right, and uh, what do you see as Clonotti's key strengths in the final? Oh, sure, look, um, um, Cotvan is a, is a massive player for them, like, you know, she's super accurate from freeze, from play, whatever, like, you know, so she'll need to be tied down, I suppose. But look, they've other players, like I mentioned, uh, Emer Burke, Casey Hennessy, like they've loads of scoring options, like so they'll all need to be tied down as well. But yeah, yeah, look, we'll have to contain their forwards, keep down the free count, and hopefully take it from there. Just a couple of more transitions before the final now. How have preparations been going? Good, yeah. Um, <laughs> this time of the year, getting light and getting getting uh, pitches is tough, but no, it's great. It's look, it, <laughs> who wouldn't want to be playing at this time of the year? Like you want to be involved in the business end of the championship, and if that means playing in winter. Sure, we'll take it and, and we'll enjoy it while it's going. Thanks a million, Aoife, and best luck in the final. Right, I'd like to welcome Kieran Hammersley, manager of uh, Tlaoti Senior Camogie. They're facing the final on November 20th against Strum, their old foes. Uh, it's great to be back in the final again, Kieran. Would you prefer to meet a different team or are you glad to meet in Drum in the final? Um, I don't really mind Philly, to be honest. You know, who's ever in the final now is going to be very, very strong. And I suppose we do know a lot about Drum. We've had them in the group, uh, we've had them as you say, in the 2020 final. So, look, for us, we're happy to be there and we want to be very, very competitive on the day and go on and win the game, you know. Have you learned that from the championship so far this year? Yeah, we learned a lot, Philly, to be honest. We had four games in the group, uh, quarter-final, semi-final. Team has kind of changed um, a nice bit throughout those games, kind of know what our strengths are now, you know, and we try to play for them as much as possible. You'll be looking to peak now for the final at the right time. What, what, how has training gone uh, in, in the last uh, two weeks there? Yeah, the preparation has been very, very good. Um, I was really, really happy with us in the quarter-final against Duhara. It was a very, very, very tough game going up there. And the semi-final again, I thought we put in a very strong performance against Anacarty, a really good Anacarty side. And, um, and training since then has been very, very good. So, you know, we're looking forward to the game now, you know. So. What do you think Clonty's main strengths are coming into this final? I think the resilience of the group has been fantastic. You know, uh, we've lost, as you know, Claude Cork early on in the year. Uh, Sarah Friday went abroad, um, and we've been beaten in two games in the group. We've stayed coming back. We've had tough games in a quarterfinal, a semi-final. We turned the corner and we've pushed on. You know, so I think the resilience of the group is a big strength. You know? Right. Looking at that, um, are you going to do anything different uh, to prepare uh, this week? Coming, uh, we well, have another fortnight to go. Over the next fortnight, are you going to? How do you think preparation is going to go over the next part? I think we'll just focus on ourselves uh, early on in the week anyway and try and look at aspects of our game, look at the semi-final, look at the quarter-final, look at areas that we're doing well, try and reinforce them, look at the opposition, look at areas that we can close them down, look at areas that we can exploit. So the preparation will be kind of focused a bit, a bit on them and a bit on us and hopefully then come the final we'll be able to impl implement it, you know.
Thanks a million, Kieran. No Looking problem, forward to yeah, a great yeah. final. Yeah, no problem. I'd like to welcome Pat Ryan here, manager of Drum Senior Camogie. Uh, they're heading for three titles in a row, and uh, you're going for three titles in a row on on, on um, the twentieth uh, Saturday. Uh, is this something the group have spoken about during the year? No, no. It's really every every year every year is single focus. You start out the year, and your your aim is to get to a county final, and that uh, hasn't changed with that. We don't we don't mention it from the first time we go back training until until we're, until we're there. Then when you know you're there, you're there. Simple. Very good. And would you be happy with the team's performance so far this year? Um, maybe not as consistent as we were last year. We played a, our best performance was against Torla Sarsfield. We played very well that day. There was we were flying, but then the next two games were a bit patchy, and we, it's, it's just something we have to work on again for the final. Yeah, and uh, what do you think uh, Clonty's main strengths are? Their main strength, they've, they've, no, their main strength, they run the ball, they're tough, they're physical, they're, the whole lot they have, they, they have the full package and they're, 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 look, when you get to a final like that, they're there on merit, so they're, they're, there's, everything is, their team, they're a good strong team, and that's what they're going to, they're going to bring a lot of physicality and everything to the, for the match Sunday. Uh, you beat Clonty in last year's final, uh, and you bet him again in the group stages this year, is there any danger of any bit of complacency setting in there, Pat? No. And if it is, it'll be it'll be wiped out fairly soon because it's, it's complacency. Complacency is the devil. You can't you can't be complacent. Not at this le- not at this level. Not playing the opposition like the, the caliber that you're playing. You can't have complacency going into a final. There's no room for it. You have a lot of big matches coming up, Pat. Uh, you have the postponed uh, 2020 Munster final senior club coming up as well. Have you spoken about that game, or, or do you, have you tried to concentrate on the county senior final first? We concentrate on what we ha- concentrate on what's ahead first. County final is is the is the is the bread and butter what you go for every year. Anything after that, that you hopefully we do progress. It'll be a bonus, but you, you settle your team down to, for looking to to get to try to be the top of your own county first, and then move on from there. Thanks, Pat, and no best problem. looks out so of you. To begin, uh, Siobhan, just I suppose looking back at your semi-final defeat to Clonty, I know a big blow to Anna Carty and obviously to yourself. You were out injured. Um, but um, I just wonder the fact that she had beaten them maybe earlier in the group stages. Did that maybe cause a small bit of complacency with Anna Carty and you know, or Clonty maybe more up for it? Or how would you explain maybe um, their strong start and your slow start? Yeah, I suppose, Geraldine. Yeah, the fact that they had beaten us in the group stages of the championship was probably a major driving force uh, for them coming into the semi final. Um, but like. I, I wouldn't say that we were complacent. We, we were expecting penalty um, to come at us and come at us really hard, which they did. Um, they started way stronger than us and unfortunately we just couldn't get to grips with the game at all. Um, we probably played a bit better maybe in the second half, uh, but still wasn't good enough. We probably maybe only heard it for the last five minutes. And at that, like when we did play well, we brought the game back to two points. Like. Um, but yeah, Knoti probably the the fact that we we did beat him um, was definitely a driving a driving force and added a lot of motivation to their game coming in coming in against us. But I wouldn't say for any minute that we were complacent. We we respect Knoti. We're, we're in for the last couple of years. We always there's always massive competition between between both of us. But uh, in fairness to Knoti, they were the better team on the day and, and deserved the victory. And Thomas, I know you covered that game for the Nina Gargin. Um, what impressed you most about Knoti? Uh, yeah, I, I was down in Dundrum that day. It, it was a it was a really interesting game, Geraldine. It was, you know, I had, there were two guys beside me and they left at around maybe 
58, 59 minutes. Um, now, I kind of have a policy of never leaving games early, but, you know, I, I was inclined to forgive them on this occasion because, you know, Clonaldi had a considerable lead and uh, although there had been stoppages and you could predict that extra time would be played, uh, I don't think anybody anticipated how it would actually unravel because uh, I think there was, I think I got 14 minutes of, of I think it ended, I, I my stopwatch was at 74 when it ended and, uh, you know, Anna Carthy had, had very nearly uh, snatched a draw uh, at the very least. So on balance, um, and, and Siobhan might beg to differ, but I thought Clonality were, pro- were the better side, all right. Um, they seemed a little bit more polished and they kind of have, you know, they're able to really turn it on at times during the game. They did it for for much of the first half. Now, they're prone to kind of lapses in concentration as well. Um, and that was reflected at the end uh, when Anacarty came back at them. Uh, but they can be really, really impressive, uh, particularly in terms of their forward line. And it's not just Coitavan uh, or Casey Hennessy. They're they're, you know, the protagonists, the, the marquee forwards, but the kind of awareness and intelligence of us to their forwards, they really operate well. They know each other kind of intimately. Uh, they're, they're extremely athletic um, and, and they're able to judge one another. You know, they play off one another. Um, and that, I think, is a core part of their strategy. It allows them, I suppose, to, to open up attacks but it also enables them to win frees. And then I suppose when you have a free taker like Koichavan, who, who rarely misses, that's really valuable. Um, you know, and I think that they really have maximized that aspect of their game. They, they know, you know, if it's kind of a scrappy game and, and, and space is difficult to come by, uh, they can tunnel their way in and they can win frees. And then they know Koich will... Uh, more often than not, uh, will slot them over. Exactly. I suppose, Siobhan, you know, you said there yourself, um, you probably didn't play well enough even in the second half, but you did improve in the second half and certainly finished very stronger, strong. And when you saw the way you bought them back, you know, is there regrets from Manicarty there, I suppose, that you didn't play that well for the whole, for the whole uh, 60 minutes and, you know, maybe things could have been different and you could be preparing for a county final now? Yes, def- definitely. Like look, looking back at it now, when, when the dust has settled on it, like we, we didn't perform at all. Like and we did perform during the year, like with ma- massive wins against against Drome and, and Canolti and Nina in the quarterfinal even. Um, and you want to bring your big performance of the year when it matters, like in the county semi-final, and if you went on to a county final, and like it was disappointing as a group uh, for the players and the management that we just didn't, we didn't do ourselves justice on the day. Um, and that, that is the disappointing factor. And it's hard to put your finger on that or why did it happen? Like as preparation up to the final was spot on, like warm up was spot on. Everything just seemed, seemed to be going perfectly. But un- unfortunately, when the ball was thrown in that day in, in Dundrum, things just didn't work for us and didn't click for us. Um, but Credit due to Canolti, as I said earlier, they, they were the better team on the day. They took the game to us and um, we had no response, really. As I said, we did. Our performance did improve as the game went on. But 
I'd say if, if we had won the game at the end, there would have been a lot of trouble because we were gone well into 43 or 44 minutes. Like, um, But it just shows when we did hurl like that, we are very even uh, with Canolte. Um, but unfortunately, it just didn't happen uh, for, us, uh, for us on the day. Um, the match itself like, was, fear, was very scrappy. It was very stop and start like, and it kind of did come down maybe to your free takers, how they performed on the day. And like, as we've mentioned, uh, caught the band for Canolte sure is going to, is going to drive them all over. And our own free taker, Evo, Evo Dwyer was spot on on the day as well and scored all the frees. Like, but other than that, there was no real free flow, flowing um, free flow to the game. And I suppose we would have preferred that, like if the ref did let a few more things go and if we had run at Canolte, um, maybe things would have been different and we'd have got a few scores that way because we have very good uh, forwards inside, especially in the full forward line, um, that if the ball did go in, uh, they would do damage. Um, but look, it just didn't happen for us on the day and in fairness, Canolte were the better team. Okay, so looking ahead now to the county final on Saturday, um, Thomas, from, from a Canolte perspective, I suppose, Again, you've seen them in the semi-final. Um, what do you think they need to improve on if you know if they have to, if they're to win their first ever senior county title? Yeah, I've seen them in a couple of games, and you know I, they've been very impressive in patches. Um, and then, as I referenced earlier, they've kind of lapsed um, in concentration at other times. And and obviously, you, you can't afford to let that happen against Drummond Inch. They're just such a, a refined and and a polished side that they really will punish any lapse in, in concentration and, you know, they'll, they'll punish it severely. I mean, I, you know, I can't see a situation where if Clonality allow themselves to fall too far behind, them being able to claw their way back into the game. Like in fairness, like Anna Carty did against Clonality. And, you know, I'll give a shout out to Siobhan. It, it was really impressive that you did come at them at the very end because the game just looked dead and gone. Um, but I think if Clonality are in a similar situation against Drum, whereby they're chasing the game, uh, it's going to be very difficult for them because, you know, Drum know, Drum know how to win at this stage. Uh, I was talking to their manager, Pat Ryan, um, and he was talking about how they had, I suppose, kind of struggled against uh, Duhara over the years during that kind of dominance, and they eventually got over that. Um, and, and you can't underestimate, underestimate the impact of that. Uh, you know, it, suddenly now uh, they're playing like champions. They know how to win. Uh, it's a bit like that, you know, the Greg Kilkenny team or, or the current Limerick team in, in a hurling sense or any of the, you know, Cork, Kilkenny's and Camogie. You know, once they have that that instinct, um, you know, they can sniff out danger and they'll really punish the side. So I think Clonality need to be really organised. Uh, work rate will be key, but I, I don't anticipate work rate being a problem. They're a very hard working side. I think the problem uh, will be trying to mitigate the influence of uh, the drum midfielders and their half back line. Um, particularly, um, you know, particularly like the likes of Eva McGrath, you have to you have to pin her down somehow and have somebody chasing her, um, because you know they'll deliver ball and and then the forwards do the rest. That's very true. I think what what you said there about drum, you know, I suppose playing like champions and kind of having the 
confidence now and the way, way about to, to win games if they do get ahead. Um, I suppose, Siobhan, you know Drum very well, you know, playing playing him this year, you bet them this year. Um, there's other years where you lost him, you know, so you know both sides to Drum and Inch. But what would you say are their main strengths? Yeah, um, I suppose Drum and Inch, in fairness, um, they have a lot of strengths. Um, I think experience, I suppose, they, they have won before. Four, they have one on the big stage they know what it takes to win I suppose if they if they find themselves under pressure um in a match they kind of reset regroup they don't panic um and they go again they have lots of well-established um experienced players I suppose you have your Joanne Ryan's Siobhan McGrath Dee Dunn's um Michelle Woodlock just to name a few like us like from one to 15 uh, very experienced. They have all probably played county at, at some stage, like they're a very well-balanced team. Um, I think, as Thomas mentioned there earlier, their half-back line um, are extremely strong. Like, and from playing centre-forward myself, I know they're a very tough line to mark, like the likes of Neve Tracy, Ethan McGrath, um, Mairead Everson. I know she's kind of injured at the moment, but whether she'll start or not on the day will be still, still have a huge influence to play. Um, Neve Tracy, like the day we played them, like she she dominated the half back line and mm. she attacked, and her attacks like were just so difficult to stop. Like when she gets that ball in her hand and takes off on on a solo run, it's very difficult to stop her. Um, so if she, if she attacks from there, she's going to cause Canolti um a lot of problems. Um, I think they're a very well balanced team. Um. Drum and inch, as I said, like from, from one to 15, and even their subs benched have probably all played some level uh, with Tipperary Camogie down through the year and have that experience um, and teamwork as well. Um, they're all they're all so so used to playing um with each other um that they know they know each other backwards at this stage. Um so yeah, overall drum very well balanced and experienced team. Uh, okay, Thomas, just Looking ahead again, um, I suppose Drummer going for a three in a row of county titles. Um, Clonty going for the first title. You know, they lost to Birds to Hire in 2018. Um, lost then to Drum last year in 2020. So do Drum, I suppose, have the psychological advantage in that they're going for a three in a row? Or, or is the hunger and the motivation that Clonty have, obviously, trying to win their first one? You know, who's at the advantage? that way yeah it's it's a difficult one really and, and i was kind of thinking about it earlier you know who who does have the advantage here and i eventually kind of concluded that i i think the team which has the upper hand in the rivalry has a psychological edge um and whether that's you know if you applied it to dublin and mayo before this year in gaelic football you know before mayo eventually got over them i mean they had so many tight battles, but Dublin will always just squeeze through or slip through in the end. And th there are numerous examples of that. So I, I, I'm kind of, I'm inclined to think that Brum will go into it. Now, I, when, when speaking to Pat Ryan, he did say, you know, the three in a row hasn't kind of entered, entered the fold or entered the discussion. And I believe him, he, you know, he's an honest man. And I'd say, you know, even with amongst the players, it probably doesn't. It might occupy their minds, but I wouldn't say it's openly discussed. It's it's more something that that you know we would ponder about and fans would ponder about. I, I think players and Siobhan will give an insight into this are are very much just focused on on, on the game at hand. Uh, and I know they say that, and people will say, "Oh, well, that's just a way of 
fending off difficult questions, but I kind of, I'm inclined to believe it. Um, I think Clonalty have a, you know, if they lose this now, it will be another final loss. Um, and, you know, they're a fantastic side and getting to the final in itself is a big achievement. But suddenly, you know, you've lost a couple of finals and it's very hard to kind of, to keep clawing your way back and keep going back to the drawing board. Uh, particularly when you know there's there's a team there like Drum who who will almost always stand in your way and you're going to have to overcome them. So I, I, I think Drum do have an edge in, in that respect. Um, and, and I think the, you know, winning becomes a habit as kind of, as we discussed earlier. And I think they have now, that's very much an ingrained habit for them. Um, but look, I mean, Clonality will, you know, if ever you need an incentive to win a county final, Clonality will really want to get one over them. Um, but, you know, it, it, if you were to pin me down, I, I think Trump do have an edge here psychologically. Okay, uh, matchups then, Siobhan, will be huge. I think um, so many key players on both sides, managers will be looking to get their matchups right. Is there a particular, um, I suppose, battles that you're looking forward to seeing particular players marking each other yeah like there'll, there'll be a, a good few interesting um matchups um i suppose the big talking point will be pick up caught the van um which be man marked or will whoever just marking her on the day picker um like you'll be looking at Ethan mcgrath like caught started center forward against us Ethan mcgrath seems to be starting center back uh for drum so will that be a matchup like two big Two big names in, in Tipperary Camogie facing facing off against each other would be very interesting. Um, I suppose then Courtney Ryan, um, Penalty centre back uh, against Anne Everson from Drum. Uh, two very um, good, strong, experienced players as well uh, coming up against each other. So that will be a good one to watch. Um, I think Cora Hennessy and Bernadette Ryan, uh, the midfield pairings for Canolte, um They've been working very well um, together this year. Um, lots of experience. Um, they work really. They work really hard uh, up and down the pitch. So whoever from Drum, um, Mary Burke or even McGrath, maybe if they are starting midfield for Drum, they'll have they'll have a, a big job on their hands to cope with Bernie and Cora. I think Cora has been playing exceptionally well um, at the moment. Um, I suppose then Neve Tracy. Um, Maybe would she be picking up Casey Hennessy? That would be an interesting battle. Um, as I said earlier, there Neve Tracy um, is an attacking um, half back, and she, the day we played them, she caused massive problems. Like when when she attacks, so your half forward, it is Casey. Like will she will she chase her up and down the field for the day as well? So that would be an interesting one um, to watch. And I suppose drums inside forward line. Um, are dangerous like D Dunn, Joanne Ryan, Michelle Woodlock, or whoever else, um, Miriam maybe, or whoever else might be in there. I think they will take a lot of watching, and I think Penalty's full backline um would be under pressure to to manage them 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 couple of players for drum. So a lot, yeah. In fairness, there'll be a lot of interesting uh, matchups, and it will be interesting to see which which manager um will get them right in the day. Yeah, just listen to you there, Siobhan, talk about all different matchups. Just I suppose. Gets even more excited for the game. I really think we're in for a for a thriller this Saturday. Um, I suppose the grand finale of the FBD Insurance Senior Championship. It's been a brilliant championship, and I think it's fair to say, you know, even though both teams suffered defeats on, along the way, I think the best two teams 
have reached the final and you know I think we're in for a, a cracker um, I suppose an interesting one there you mentioned about Kosh where will she play will she be Vanmark Thomas if you were a manager you know, of Clonanty where would you play Cotvan I mean you've seen her with Tip you've seen her with Clonanty where, mm. where do you think she should start yeah, it's an interesting one for Kieran Hammersley, the the Clonality manager, and, and and I concur with just what Siobhan said there. In that, you know, both Pat Ryan and 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 Kieran, you know, the game won't be, I think, dictated by what happens on the sideline. You know, obviously it's up to the players on the pitch, but it'll probably be shaped by it. You know, by by the tactical matchups. Um, in terms of where Coit plays, I mean, it's. You know, it's very interesting because we've mentioned the the drum half back line and how potent they are and how how effective they are. And Clonality obviously have to focus on on finding a way of reducing their influence. So I think you know they're going to have to. I think the best bet is to kind of pack the middle third, um, and and then maybe isolate kind of quite uh, Tavan inside. Now that's kind of an easy. It's easy to say that you know if they two-person full forward line or whatever. But there's no point having Coyce um, kind of out around the centre of the field, chasing Aoife McGrath, you know, around the place. Um, and similarly, the other the other half-backs. I mean, because that's not utilising her main strength, which is her shooting ability. So I, I think it'll be, it'll be up to the players around her um, to work extremely hard. And fitness, you know, it's going to... It's going to require a lot of endurance. The Clonality, the corner forwards are going to, like, the way I would see it is they, they should hug the sideline, you know, create almost a vacuum inside in that centre area behind Ethan McGrath, behind the kind of, between the 65 and the 20 metre line. And that's where Coit should uh, should operate. And, you know, she, she needs as much space as possible uh, to, to thrive. Um, but you also have to be cognizant that, you know, it isn't a one-player operation. Um, you know, and I've seen this, you know, she she does most of the scoring, um, but the forwards around her really, you know, really work hard to enable that, whether that's winning frees or whether that's creating space. So, you know, a lot will be up to the likes of Casey Hennessy. Midfield battle will be very... Cora Hennessy, Bernadette Ryan, the Clownty midfielders. Um you know, they, they've been really impressive to me in terms of their work work ethic. You know, probably under, um, it's understated how influential they've been in, in many games. Uh, but they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to be well energised this weekend because they're going to have to do an awful lot of running. And it'll be, I think, it could, it could end up being quite scrappy around the centre of the field, around the middle third. Um, you know, and then we'll see a bit of flashy point scoring I'd say at either end because of the calibre of each forward line um, but I think it is that middle third where where the game will be won um, so it'll be very interesting to see uh, you know what way both teams line out and whether you know whether Clonality can utilise Coitsevan because I do have a little bit of reservations you know outside of Coit I'm not sure they have the firepower that Drum and Inch have I think Drum and Inch have an awful lot of sharpshooters and I, I think they can just ping points over from from all kinds of places not quite sure Clonality have that ability um, but you know I could be proven wrong Okay Tom so final question Siobhan for you just what kind of game are, are you expecting and, and who's going to win and, and why 
Yeah, I suppose um, what kind of games it's going to depend a lot on the weather conditions and maybe mm. what what way the referee um, looks after the game. Um, like this time of the year, you could have bad conditions. It could be a lot of rocking. There could be no free flowing game. But if the, if the day is good, then which which would suit Canolti and Drum? Because as we said previously, their forwards are so skillful. If they get any chance at all, they will really come to the score come to the fore and take take on really good uh, scores. Um, I think whichever team maybe starts um, the best on the day as well has a massive chance of winning it. Like I think if Canolti start well like they did against us, um, I think they will have the hunger like um, to push through and, and hold on to the lead if they can get a lead at all and win it. On the other hand, uh, if drum starts strong as well, like and and get any bit of lead at all, they they'll have the experience and, and the maturity to hold on to that lead, uh, and see where it can take them. Um, I suppose I think um, from an inch will probably, I think myself that they they're the better team at the moment and 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 will win the game. Um, as I mentioned earlier, in, in terms of their strengths, like they're 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 more experienced. They have the experience of winning. Um, which is very important up in the reg to have that experience. Um, they're a more balanced team. Um, they have more of a, a score and threat, I suppose, overall, whereas Canolti, I think, um, are very reliant on caught. Um, like in the semi-final against us, she scored, I think, was it 11 points? Um, and 10 of them were, 10 of them were for, from freeze, I know. So that's something drum We'll have to be aware of is, is we know we can't you can't foul Canote because Cot will put them over all day. Um, but like if Canote uh, want to push on and win, other players will have to step up and, and support her and get some scores on the day, um, which they are capable of. But it's looking back on the previous matches, it was Cot mainly that was doing all the scoring, whereas Drum would have a more overall uh, spread of scorers, which I think would seem true on the day. Um, I know Thomas mentioned earlier the fact that Drum are going for three in a row and, and their manager said it doesn't come into it but I suppose it is secretly maybe another driving factor and a, and a motivation for them because um, to win three in a row county finals in, in Tipperary is a massive achievement so that that could be there and maybe they're not talking about it openly but it's something I'm sure that each player is thinking about at home um, in the lead up to the county final of, of what an achievement it would be to, to win that. Um, and I suppose then looking at their, their fixture list, they have a, a Munster final, um, Darling, I think, isn't it? The following yeah, the following weekend. Sunday. Um, yeah, so like they've, they have a really busy schedule. So like to, to win a county final in Tipperary would be a massive boost um, going into the Munster final the following weekend as well. So... Just going, going on all of that um, and from playing myself, both Canolti and Drum and Inch this year, I just think that, that Drum and Inch um, are probably the more balanced, even team. And I think their experience and Hurling will probably get them over the line um, at the weekend. Okay, Siobhan. And just that's the postponed Munster final, obviously, from last year. Yeah. 2020 monster yeah. final, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so that's that one. So uh Thomas, then over to you. So your predictions, who do you who do you think will win it? Yeah, I, I'd have to agree with Siobhan on this one. I, I think anything other than a drum win would have to rank as a, a fairly large upset. 
Um, I think Toronto will win it. I think they're they're at a more advanced stage than Clonelty. Um, and I share that view. You know, we mentioned the reliance. I got as I said earlier. I just think they have a more polished group of hurlers. They're a little bit more refined. Uh, their ability to, uh, you know, they're clinical. They're extremely clinical. Um, now let's not forget, and and you know, this should be noted that. This is an understrength penalty team by, you know, they're missing a number of key players this season. Um, but it certainly hasn't seen that way. They, they've evolved and they've, they've kind of re- redesigned their, their game um, and they've been really impressive. But I, I think beating Drumwood, just a, a brilliant fire for them um, in, in 2021. They're, they're coming and they're evolving. Um, but with the talent Drum have and and just with the experience they have and the kind of winning culture they've created at this stage, I think they'll be 2021 county champions. And I think they'll be 2020 monster champions as well. And possibly 2021 monster champions, you never know. Um, what I'm saying is, if I think if they win on Sunday, uh, you know, that momentum will carry through to the following weekend, even though it's a short break and that's difficult for them. But um yeah, I would anticipate a drum win. Okay, Thomas and Siobhan, thanks a million. It was great to have you on the show to preview the senior uh, county final this Saturday. Drum and Inch and Clonty Rossmore, I suppose the sequel, a repeat of the 2020 county final. It makes up with all my years now. Um, so I suppose Saturday afternoon we'll, we'll, we'll know who'll be crowned 2021 champions. Um, Thomas, I know you're going to stay with me and just ha- chat about the Junior B2 um, county final. Siobhan, before we let you go, um, I suppose a huge win for Nakavilla, done a ski kickums at the weekend, beating Shannon Rovers in the Intermediate County Final. Um, anytime down through the years, there was a under 12, 14, 16, minor, eighth county final. It always seemed to be Nakavilla and Akarty. Uh, they're going to be up senior next year, another team to contend with. And I, I imagine they're going to be a very formidable senior side next year. Yeah, look, um, it's it's a massive win uh, for uh, Kickhams. Um, as you said there earlier, yeah, for the last couple of years, we have been competing um, against them under 12s, 14s, 16s, uh, minor uh, county finals. And yeah, going forward now into the next couple of years, we're going to be competing with them at, at senior level. Look, I suppose it's great from a, a West Tip uh, point of view that we have another um, West team up senior, like you've ourselves, Kickhams, um, you've Cashel uh, and Canote, like, which are really strong um, senior teams at the moment. Like, and I suppose down through the years, um, senior Camogie would have, do- would have been dominated by North um, and mid teams, I suppose. So it's, it's great look from, from our point of view that we have, we have loads of strong Camogie teams in West Tip and for the overall development of Camogie, I suppose it's, it's looking very well. Uh, yeah, it's going to our close rivals now, uh, Kickham, so it'll be interesting. So knowing our look, we'll probably meet him in the first round of the senior championship uh, next year, which will, will prove to be a, a thrilling affair. Uh, but no, look, they're, they're putting in massive work there in, over in Dundrum. Um, in the background, our underage structure is very organised, very strong, and they have good mentors, good officers um, driving the whole thing on. Uh, and like there's girls there, say like Arena Friday, Bet Ryan, Sheena Ryan, Neve Slattery that have been playing for years. Um, 
we'd kick them uh, in fairness and, and they deserve to get the, the free um, at the weekend. And uh, yeah, as I said, their underage structure is very strong. So they're going to, they're going to compete at senior and, and going to be there for, for the coming few years. And look, the senior championship in, in general is getting very, very competitive. Like um, your hours came up this year, like very strong cash look the previous year, very strong, all competing like so. As I said, it's very far for the development of Camogie um, in Tipperary, and it just shows the good work that's going on uh, in the clubs and in the underage development structures within the county that all these um, teams are coming up and competing at the high level. And I suppose that's what you want. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's going to be an exciting championship now. Um, next year, we kick them up. And um, yeah, it's, it's getting more and more exciting every year. Thanks very much, and thanks for joining us on the Camogie Report podcast. No bother, Jar. Thank you. Okay, so Thomas, before I let you go, um, I know you covered the Junior B2 County Final at the weekend for the Nina Garden. A great win for, for Silver Mines beating um, Cashel 4-9-13 points. Uh, what kind of game was it? Yeah, the first thing to say, I mean, it was actually, I, I, was, I have to say I was impressed with the quality. Um, you know, I hadn't been at a, a Junior B2 kind of championship game before this, so I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't think, you know, and I think most people will, will forgive me for saying that I didn't expect the quality to be, you know, to be overly high, but it was actually, it was a high-tempo game, and it, it was it was a fascinating game, because if you were to look at it, I mean, Silvermine started really well, uh, and then they kind of faded. Cashel came right back into the game. And it was really striking. Cashel, their athleticism was really striking. They could run the ball from uh, the half-back line. You know, I was just delighted to uh, Rebecca Delahunty. A couple of them there, a couple of players, Claude O'Gorman, all really pacey and good under the high ball as well, which, you know, clearly skillful players. So they raced into it in the second quarter um, and they were kind of going well, uh, even until after half time. But Silver Mines managed to stay in the game. And, and I think it's a lesson to any team. You know, they knew they were they were under kind of intense pressure, but they just kind of kept plugging away. Um, Derbyl Slattery was excellent on freeze. She knocked over a couple of freeze. Rebecca Ford was very good from play. She got a goal at the end when the game was wrapped up, but she also hit for one you know, really important point there, uh, probably around the 48 minutes uh, from play, which was kind of a, almost a decisive score in that it really kind of consolidated the, the mind's momentum. So they hung on in the game. Uh, they worked extremely hard. Um, and they kind of managed to grind out the win. Um, like if you were looking at it, you'd, you'd probably say Cashel were the flashier side in terms of their ability but but the minds were really you know they were really intelligent with how they used the ball uh, and I was really impressed with them I probably impressed the fact that some of those players have won a um a, a county football title the week before which is is testament to them and, and their manager um uh, Jonathan Hayes I think you know that deserves they deserve great credit for that because you know I I kind of I half equated it to the Lockmore Castellani senior hurlers and footballers. Now, I know it's a different level and the standard is different, but still, you know, those those players deserve a lot of credit and their manager equally. You know, they've put in a lot of effort over the course of the year in both codes. 
uh, and it's a lesson to any other, you know, to many other players that you can actually thrive in both codes if the uh, the will and and the determination is there. Yeah, and it, it looked to me as well. I suppose they got the crucial goals. The crucial, I think they started off with two early goals, yeah. and then Cashel came back and they finished with goals again. I suppose. Well, Cashel, did Cashel have any goal chances, or they didn't seem to be able to get a goal that's probably needed. Yeah, and that's probably you know that probably relates to what I was saying about Silvermines' work rate. They seem to they seem to really kind of compress the space when uh, when they needed to. Joanna O'Brien got those two um, early goals for the Mines, um, and they were superb. The second one in particular was a superb goal. Um, you know, I have to give her a huge credit. But Silvermines actually kind of. They seemed to rejig um, when they realised Cashel were, were were getting the upper hand. Uh, the Cashel corner forward, uh, I get her name, uh, Jean Walsh, sorry, incredibly pacey. You know, she scored, I think it was, after half time, she scored three identical points. And it, it was almost like watching a replay on repeat. They moved her out from kind of corner forward to the wing. And she got the ball, she, she turned her marker and sped in and just slotted a point. And she did that three times. Um, so uh, uh, after that, Silvermines knew you know, something done. And whatever they did, I think they, you know, they might have brought an extra body back. And, uh, and they ensured that she wasn't given the time and space. Because, you know, on each of those three occasions, she was, you know, she was hunted for a goal. Um, but she probably wisely took her points. Um, and, and that was the thing about Silvermines. I think you have to give them tactically how they set up um, was important. Um, and you might say, well, it's a it's a junior B two game. Like it, you know, is strategy and our tactics really that important to it? But I I think they were on on Saturday. I was impressed with how organised the minds were. Um, and I was impressed with them as a whole. I think they're, you know, they're a really good bunch. And similarly, Cashel, and that will feed into their, you know, their senior sides in the coming years. I think it bodes well for both clubs. In fairness. Uh, surely it does Thomas we'll leave it there thanks a million for uh, joining us on the Camogie Report podcast to preview the Senior County Final and to also review the Junior B2 game and we look forward to chatting you again soon indeed pleasure thank you Jeremy so just congratulations again to Silvermines on winning the Junior B2 final at the weekend and of course to Knockville Dunnesky Kickham's uh, Intermediate County Champions 2021 a massive achievement for them for the club um, coming right up from Junior B uh, the last couple of years and now we'll be playing Senior Camogie next year they had a comprehensive victory over Shannon Rovers um, a real complete team performance winning on a final scoreline of 5 goals and 14 points to 3 goals and 6 um, so the opening quarter was was a tight enough close affair Shannon Rovers you know huge work rate put loads of pressure on the Knockville team uh, got an early goal from Ethan Lockney but um, just before the water break um Knockville struck with, with two goals of their own and I think that put them in, their, in the driving seat as well as Ashan Rovers lost Julian McKenna, the midfielder there, through injury. She was a massive loss and after the water break, Kickham just found a new level, a new gear and really drove on from there. Um, they built on them two goals and I suppose they never looked back um, even though Shan Rovers kept battling, never gave up. But in the end, you know, Knockville had some 
great individual performance as well and they had a huge spread of scores. Cueve McCarthy finished with four points. Irina Friday had a goal and four points. Uh, Ian McLeeson a goal. Ellen Brown had two points. Emer Heffernan two goals and four points. And Emma Ryan with a goal. So um, no doubt Nock Villadonsky Kickings will be a formidable force in the Senior Championship uh, next year. And if you didn't get a chance to, to watch that match, or if you want to watch it back, it's it's up on our YouTube channel. So be sure to, to check it out, uh, have a look. And also, we're still looking to reach the 1,000 subscribers. So make sure you subscribe to our new to our YouTube channel. And, um, and let's get to 1,000 subscribers. So next up, to help me preview the Junior A semi-final and the Junior B final, uh, the two Junior A semi-finals and the Junior B kind of final all happened this weekend as well. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined by PRO Philly Ryan. So this Sunday sees the Junior B County Final take place in the County Camogie Grounds Rag at 10.30 a.m. It's between Laura and McCarkey Burris. Um, McCarkey Burris bet Portro at the weekend in their in their semi-final uh, on Saturday, two five to seven points, while Laura bet Gurton Who in their semi-final a couple of weeks ago winning two fourteen to two six. Um, I suppose, first of all, Philly, it's three weeks since Laura has played um, because obviously the McCarkey and Portro uh, original fixture had to be postponed due to a bereavement. So they just pl- played at the weekend, gone. Laura will have had a three week break. Is that a bit of a disadvantage for Laura, or do you think it'll have any uh, effect on, on the outcome of this game? Um, fifth junior B final. I'm not sure if they're in a row, but they're definitely, definitely in their fifth final. Uh, they've lost uh, four of them already. So they'll be surely very focused to finally get promotion to junior A ranks. And uh, so I don't think it'll be uh, it'll be a big disadvantage uh, to Laura. Uh, McCarthy, of course, are, are fresh after their win over Portro. Uh, they got ahead early in the game with two goals, one from Emma O'Sullivan and one from Saoirse O'Mara, so, uh, and kept the lead all the way through. Uh, Portro were hanging in the game with a good lot of uh, good free-taking, but uh, McCarthy were slightly the stronger team in that semi-final. So it's very hard to predict the winner uh, with, with Laura getting to... Uh, finals and um, they've good score power up front with Celine Cleary and Claude McIntyre and Tip Senior and I just see Claude McIntyre was in Ireland to the family last week so she's definitely fit anyway so um, yeah I couldn't call this one between Lauren McCarkey um, um, and Geraldine And where, where would you think Claude is likely to play for Lauren? Is she half forward line or? Yeah she was she was wing forward centre forward last year against Temple Moor and uh, did a lot of damage there going on, on mazy runs. So um, it's very hard to stop when she's soloing through, um, uh, especially when she gets near goal, shortens the stick and pops over the points. Very difficult to stop Claude McIntyre. And I know uh, McCarthy Burris won the the Summer League, I suppose. And um, But like you said, Laura, you know, were finalists last year. So it is very difficult to, to, to predict, um, uh, I suppose. We'll have to wait and see on Sunday. Who, who eventually will win it and I suppose a big prize on offer not only county champions but also coming up to junior A um, we'll see Tep Moore won it last year and, and did quite well in junior A this year when he got beaten there in the quarter final at the weekend so a big prize on offer for, for Laura or, or, or McCarkey Boris and I suppose McCarkey Boris seems to have a good momentum at the moment I know it's juvenile and stuff like that 16 and, and 14 but um, would you have some of them under 16 players uh, on this team um, the goal, the goalkeeper Michelle Flanagan, uh, um, is either a minor or under sixteen. But no, they have none of their under sixteen A uh, team playing. I, 
they don't have uh, Kate Ralph or Alicia Carney or any, any of their county under 16 players playing um, on this team, no. So they have uh, uh, most of them are. Uh, the M.O. Mo Sullivan, who's uh, played tip minor this year, is playing midfield. Uh, uh, Joanne O'Keefe mid, uh, midfield as well is very young. So they have very young midfield line there, but um, uh, don't have any under 16 A's on it, no. Okay. So and and any predictions or you're you're just feeling it's a bit too close to call, is it? I couldn't call it. No, I think it's going to be a very close match. Okay, so that's this uh, Sunday, ten thirty a.m. in the County Mall grounds. Dragged FBD Insurance Junior B Championship final between McCarthy Boris and Lara. Uh, also on Sunday, we have the two uh, County Junior A uh, Championship semi-finals. We have Drummond Inch and. Money goal. That game takes place at 11 a.m. in Bursley. And in the other semi final, we have Boherlan and Holy Cross. That game is in the County Comoy Grounds Drag at 1 p.m. Isn't that right, Philippe? That's right, yeah. Yeah, looking forward to those two semis. And we see uh, at the weekend, uh, Drum had a win over Ballina in their quarter final, while Money Gaul had a big win over Templemore in, in, in their quarter final. So this will be an, an interesting and clash, drum and inch versus money goal. How, how do you see this one going? Um, yeah, I, what you call it, uh, when money goal played Borland, they were missing Neve Larkin uh, for most of the game. She, she arrived late for more. But um, I just see that uh, she contributed 1 4 from play for money goal last weekend. So um, um, someone up there to help Marie Teen with the scoring up front for money goal, definitely. And uh, so Moneygall will will be um, a, a good test for Drum and Inch. Drum and Inch, uh, top of the group, uh, are a very balanced team for Junior A. So uh, it's 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 uh, my prediction would be have Drum having top of the group that possibly Drum will sneak this one against Moneygall. Moneygall, of course, have Mary Ryan, who's fantastic experience. She's playing at centre back. Marie Teen plays either centre forward or midfield for for Moneygall. So it's 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 a uh, it's a strong money goal team down the centre. Uh, I noticed um, Katie O'Dwyer scoring a lot of goals at minor level and junior level for for Drum. So so if she keeps cracking in the goals there, um, Drum will be uh, in it there thereabouts as well. So I don't know. Have you an opinion on the Drum uh, money goal match, Jer? Yeah, look, Drum had a great win at the weekend against Ballina and have been going very well in junior. But I suppose I just saw the result of the money goal and have more game, and I was surprised. Um, you know. We, Draw money drew with Templemore a couple of weeks ago. Again, it could have gone either way, and yet Money God bet them quite convincingly uh, going on the on the scoreboard anyway. So yeah, well, it was me, one five to five points at half time. So it was very much uh, a second half takeover by Money God. Only a goal in at half time, and and uh, just Templemore didn't click in the second half. Just uh, didn't score at all. So um, the first half was close. Yeah, so I'm sure it will be a close affair that's in uh, that's Drum and Inch and Money Gall. Uh, in the other semi final, then Borland and Holy Cross. Um, Borland top in their group. Uh, Holy Cross came out of the group uh, with Drum. Um, no, were they third in that group? Second? I'm not sure. Um, Holy Cross finished in that group. But uh, Borland, Morton very well. Philly put up another big score against Kildangan. And um, I suppose we'll be hoping, we'll probably be favourites in this game. Yeah, probably will be possibly favourites, but um, Kildangan were missing a few with illness and, and uh, there was a COVID and uh, a couple, couple of Kildangan regulars missing against Borlehan. So um, 
Olivia Hogan said there were three regulars missing for that match against Borland, so that, that would have weakened them a small bit. And we got off to a flyer start in Borland there, scoring 2-14 in the first half, which was very good. But the second half was much closer, so uh, it's hard to know. Holy Cross similarly uh, scored three goals, two from Sarah Ryan uh, early on, so uh, it's, it's, it's hard to know ourselves in Holy Cross have a lot of rivalry built up. We've played each other loads of times over the last two years. We seem to be, in last two years, always in the same groups. Played each other in, in the league last year, played each other in the championship. So uh, that'll be a, a, a close one to call. And they have Siobhan Ryan returned uh, to goal after an injury as well. So she's back as well. So Holy Cross back at full strength. And Lauren Dwyer, centre forward, is sure to get a few points. Uh, Borlan have changed Sarah Delaney from centre back to centre forward to give it more oomph up front. So Hopefully that will work from Orlando point of view. So two good centre forwards there in Lorna Dwyer and Sarah Delaney. Great stuff. And lots of big names there uh, will be in action at the weekend. And then two junior A semi-finals and of course the junior B final as well on Sunday. So a busy Sunday morning of Camogie in Tipperary. Um after a, a bumper uh, Saturday as well with the FBD Insurance Senior Championship Final. So Lois look forward to uh Keep an eye on our website, tipperarycomogie.com, for all the fixtures and our social media for all the updates. And uh, I suppose this stage of the year, we wish all the clubs the very best of luck um, in the uh, in the finals and in the semi-finals. And um, next, weekend, next week's podcast, we'll be reviewing the senior final and previewing the junior A county final. So loads more to come next week. Uh, if you enjoyed the show today, make sure to give us a like and don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. <laughs>